I'm Chelsea Pottinger here with Chris Allen and welcome to EQ's podcast for professionals. It's time to recharge your life. Welcome to our podcast today on building resilience. I'm here with Chris Allen. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Chelsea. I'm really fascinated with this topic, resilience. I'm really interested in the way and the manner in which we can bounce back from adversity with speed. So how do we become more resilient as as people in the workplace? We've all been there. We've lost a client. We've missed a deadline and maybe didn't land a promotion that we're after. How do we get back up, dust ourselves off and keep on going? Yeah, good question. So, So the first step to building resilience is really changing your mindset. One way to build a growth mindset is to take a moment and and think about uh, goals you've achieved in the past and how you actually overcame those challenges. Yeah, I guess part of what makes challenges so challenging is that we become like tunnel visioned and, and we're not thinking imaginatively and we only focus on the bad without seeing the good. So I'm interested to understand how we can find the benefits in a setback. Yeah, so it's that whole thing, Chris, you know, you get knocked down. One of the best ways to bounce back is learning something about yourself and and the situation. Being really curious in your thoughts and actions allows the resilience to grow. So, okay, so for an example then, um, just say you've missed a deadline or something like that at work. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that are listening to the podcast that can relate to something like that. How do you grow from an experience like that? Mm, okay so with that situation a good way to start the process is jotting a few things down and asking yourself firstly were there or will there be any positive outcomes that result from the situation secondly in what ways are you better off than when you first started third you know what did you learn from the setback uh fourth could be how did you grow as a result from the situation and with regards to the deadline, it, it may be something as simple as you learn that you need to prepare better or you have less distractions in the office or you procrastinate less, delegate more or just be a little bit easier on your perfectionism. So Chelsea, before we go down the path of you know, potentially stopping the podcast so that people can write down these thoughts that you've just, and the questions that you've just posed there, there, there may be people out there that are actually in the thick of an issue now, in the thick of feeling failure. And it may be harder for them to see the benefits or come up with an effective solution. Mm, Yeah, yeah, good call, Chris. Um, If this practice is new to you and you're right in the middle of a setback, an easier way to start finding the benefits and and building your resilience tolerance is to actually maybe look at past challenges, ones that you're no longer upset about, and journal the things you've learned about yourself through that experience. And, And trying to really journal as many benefits as you can think of simply by seeing your problems as opportunities for growth. It changes everything and you become more capable and this confidence does really breed resilience. And this is a muscle, you know, we can build this up over time. Yeah, that's awesome, Chelsea. And so what's your your second tip? Second tip is always taking action. You know, you've got to get back up. Take action towards the painful event, you know, rather than sometimes you just want to disconnect, detach and wish that the stressor would just go away. So like running at the bull. I thought it was running at the dog. Swimming at the shark. (laughs) (laughs) Running towards whatever makes you feel uncomfortable is a great way to overcome that discomfort and and bounce back. In the corporate world, many things may make you feel uncomfortable. Look, uh, public public speaking can actually make a lot of people uncomfortable. I'm I'm all right with it. I, I feel good with it. But I know people that really struggle with it. 
I even know of people who delegate off great opportunities for them to present to their senior executives or their board because they're just too nervous to do it. And that can potentially hinder someone's career progression. Mm, absolutely. So, and what happens there, this emotional avoidance can be quite dangerous as the trigger never really gets resolved. So if you're not addressing negative emotions, all the setbacks, all the fears, anxieties around it, they never actually go away. And then when we carry them around with us, and, and so when we're faced with another challenge in the future and we're already carrying around this emotional baggage, it's a lot harder to cope and move forward and, and cultivate this resilience if we are avoiding doing the things that are hard. You know, And also things like even giving constructive feedback, you mentioned public speaking, that's definitely one, or even just having a voice in meetings. Key here is to challenge yourself, to get comfortable really just being uncomfortable and in some small way at first really facing it. And look, I, I remember being you know, a young leader and uh, as a young army officer and, a, and a, it was quite an intimidating process to feel that you had to give feedback to someone, particularly some of the guys that I was serving with. And they were older than me, they were more experienced and so on. And at first, I'd get all the classic signs of nervousness and anxiety. The heart would race and you, you kind of get a bit sweaty and so on. Mm. But then I set myself a challenge and I thought, I've got to get better at this. And, and the only way to do that is to actually confront it and do it. Mm-hmm. And so I'd set challenges for myself in terms of meeting with people that, mm. that needed the feedback that I knew I had to work through and just got good at it. Yeah, brilliant. How, how did that go? Uh, it's great for me now. I, I learned a long time ago that it's just like tearing the band-aid off. You've mm. got to do it. You've got to sit down with people and work your way through. And I don't even think about it now. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I don't do that to my wife, obviously. Just people at work. <laughs> brilliant. Smart man. <laughs> <laughs> the story we sometimes tell ourselves in our head as well is always worse than how the story goes because we really tend to catastrophize. And just by putting a plan in place of doing something small, that makes you feel uncomfortable and taking action towards the event and facing your fears, you know, really running at the dog. Running at the bull, Chelsea. <laughs> Whatever. <Shark>. Shark. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so look, I mean, just, I know that some people get angry or sad when they get a setback. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. It's really important that we are emotionally aware and intelligent and that we're actually really responsible with our emotions and to use your negative emotions to actually move you forward. You know, negative emotions, they're they're completely normal and healthy and sometimes they can have really big benefits as well. The negative emotions like grief, uh, they actually help communicate to others that we need their support and, and their kindness at this stage. Negative emotions sometimes like anger help motivate us to take action, you know, make changes in our lives and maybe give us a new sense of purpose. At their root, emotions are really designed to direct our behavior in important ways. So when life throws you, you know, under the bus, you ask yourself, is this negative emotion trying to teach me something? And paying attention just to see if that emotion is trying to fuel your change in your life and lead you in a positive direction. I suppose taking care of yourself would help with handling situations like that, handling them more rationally and more calmly. Yeah, 100%. So paying attention to what your body needs. Now is not the time, guys, to you know really manage the painful event with booze, sleeping pills, double shot espressos or, or McDonald's. Yeah, that's just outrageous, Chelsea. <laughs> so taking care of yourself is really pivotal to keeping your mind and body in check when dealing with situations that really require your resilience. So finally, Chelsea, can you talk to us about gratitude? Yeah, look, Chris, honestly, gratitude blows my mind. Every time I look into the neuroscience or epigenetics about gratitude and the extraordinary scientific benefits, 
One of them is that it grows the insular muscle inside your brain, the, the part responsible for all the good stuff, empathy, kindness, compassion. So it takes that part of the brain to the gym. Uh, secondly, just by practicing gratitude for 30 seconds a day, it changes our gene expression of depressed patients into positive. And that just took them 21 days for that research to actually show us those epigenetic changes. You know, there's so much fascinating um, research in this space. So how can we fit it in? Third, I mean, 30 seconds, Chelsea. Really? You don't have 30 seconds, Chris? <laughs> how, well, how do we remember to do it? Yeah, I guess one simple way is when we first wake up in the morning, instead of checking our phone, which alters your brain waves from like this beautiful delta brainwave of sleep, and you, you skip a few brain waves when you check your phone, and then you hit beta brainwave, which is where we're in high stress. Instead of doing that and checking your phone straight away, why don't we just pause and practice for 30 seconds before we turn on the phone in the morning? Or, you know, you could potentially get your children involved or your partner involved and get them to say three things they're grateful for while you're, you know, having dinner before you go to sleep at night. Um, it's, it's remarkable because it actually builds their resilience as well. And just by practicing that gratitude um, morning ritual, it's honestly changed my life. My day starts completely differently. My perspective has changed. My lens of the world has changed. And I'm just a lot more positive. And look, so is mine, Chelsea. And I, I, as you know, I've taken this on recently myself and I've taught my sons to start their day with, I'm grateful for dad three times. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can do it, anybody can. <laughs> so, um, so resilience involves striking a balance in your life as you deal with stressful situations. And we need to experience our strong emotions when initially exposed or triggered by an event However, we don't want anyone to stay in that state for too long, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea is that you've got to recognize when you need to cancel plans and recharge and nourish yourself. Recognize when you're ready to step forward and take action to deal with your problems. Recognize that it's important to share with your loved ones what is going on with you to gain support and encouragement to help you, help you bounce forward. And finally, resilience is truly a skill that you can change your life by mastering, helping you to overcome challenges and develop long-lasting happiness. Hopefully, these tips have put you on the road to getting there. Thanks, Chris. And finally, for anyone listening, if you can't seem to move forward and bounce back from, from a setback or, or a challenge or a life adversity, it's usually around you know two weeks if you've been fighting that, we'd really encourage you to seek extra professional help through your GP, psychologist or other specialist that you may be working with. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chelsea. I'm Chelsea Pottinger and you've been listening to EQ's podcast for professionals. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at EQ Minds for more ways to live a calmer life. Thank you for listening. <laughs>